Today's daf is Ayn Tess. We're holding at the bottom of Ayn Chesamet Beis, two lines from the bottom, Asr Rabchista. So we were in the middle of a Shakvatarya questioning a ruling that was made by Rabbi Chanina. What did Rabbi Chanina rule? Rabbi Chanina said as follows, that even though the Torah says that if a person hears the nether of his wife or the nether of his daughter, the clock will start ticking and you have either till the end of the day or you have 24 hours, different shittas. He says that if in your mind you really intend to annul, your silence is only because you are trying to provoke or instigate, cause your wife some distress because you want to teach her a lesson for having made the nether. Don't think I'm going to go be made for Don't come running to me. I just, you know, I'm going to be quiet. But really, you intend to be made for So he says, then that could go on for even 10 days. You could be made for in 10 days' time. The, there's no statute of limitations. The clock doesn't run out. That was the ruling that was taught yesterday by uh, Rabbi Hanina. And we ended up yesterday saying that there's at least three categories of silence. We're going to see today, maybe we're going to even add a fourth. And we said like this, that if a person himself is not sure what he wants to do and he's quiet, that's when the clock starts ticking, statute of limitations, the day runs out, no longer can uh, uh, annul, it is considered confirmed, that is a mekuyam de kenedr. On the other hand, if you're silent, but in your heart, you actually right now want to be mekuyam, and there's indications that that's the case, then that will be Mekuyam, you don't have statute of limitations, there is no limit that you can wait, it's Mekuyam right away, because Kiyom Belev, we said, is considered to be an immediate Kiyom as well. And then we have, according to Rebbe Hanina, this third category, where if you're doing, you're quiet, but you just want to distress your wife, so then that, there's no statute of limitations on that type of silence. That's the three, and that's where we left off yesterday. The Gemara is going to uh, continue the questioning, ultimately resulting in a refutation on the position of Rabbi Hanina, again, who says that if your intent by keeping quiet is just to provoke or distress your wife, but you intend at the end to revoke it anyway, then you have no statute of limitations. It could even be ten days, and it'll be, you could revoke then. Let's take a look inside. So, Masih, Rav Chista, Rav Chista asked the following question, from the following brisa, says in the brisa, "Chaimer mi There are stringencies that apply only for confirming the darim. That is more stringent than when it comes to annulling a neder. And the reverse is true as well. There's also stringencies that apply by revoking the darim that do not apply. That is a a a a a, 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 a stringency or a strength actually." of the hafara that is not applicable to a kiyum, to a confirming of the nether. So let's go through the b'raisa. It says, that we have a stringency that applies by kiyum, shashtika mekayemes ve'en shtika mevatelis. That shtika, silence, can be an act of confirmation. Your silence, when, uh, the simple understanding is, that when you're silent for a duration of time, that can be viewed as a confirmation. So you see, silence can be used to confirm. The ancient Dikim Vatelis, whereas silence cannot be used to revoke. So that is a stringency that, si- that, 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 that Kiyum has over Hafara. Again, that silence can be used to confirm, but silence cannot be used to revoke. Next, Kiyum Belibo Kayim, Confirmation does not have to be uttered verbally. Confirmation, even done in your heart, 
could be a valid confirmation. If you Mekayim in your heart, that could be, we said, we learned yesterday, even immediately, that could be a Kiyom through the silence. Immediately, you don't even have to wait 24 hours, the Kiyom could be right away. Whereas a Hefer, believer ain't a Mufer. That Hafara, unless articulated, you cannot be Mefer, believe. In your heart, you cannot be Mefer. It has to be done through verbal articulation. Or the Ran says, with some type of physical act, like yesterday, take the food and eat. Like some kind of physical act that indicates what your thought is. But otherwise, intern, uh, just a, an internal uh, 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 revocation is not considered to be a revocation. Afora is not, believe is not afora. Now, here, this is just showing on this, on, in this way they're equal. Once a kiyum happened, you cannot come back and be mefer. Same way, once a hafara happens, you cannot come back and be mekayim. That way, one is the obstacle to the other. Okay, that we understand. Now, let's analyze this brysa and see what the question is going to be. Ktani. We learned in this Bryce, so what did we learn? This is now the Gemara speaking. Shashtika mekayemes. That shtika is able to confirm. Now the Gemara, this is similar to the question we asked yesterday. The Gemara understands this is unequivocally, it didn't say what kind of silence. What did it just say? Is that if you are silent, what happens? If you are silent, it didn't say, it didn't say what your intent was. It just said, if you are silent, then, but the, but the, the statute of limitation, it, it'll end up, it'll end up one way or another, it'll, it'll be a kill, right? Now we understand that one of the maxim, the person asking the question, Rav Chisto, understood that means all types of silence ultimately will either result in a kiyum right now or will result in an, an ultimately in a kiyum. But you see, that should include even if your intent when you were silent is even if you wanted to do hafara. This is the question on Rav Chista, Because if you understand it's unequivocal that all silence will result in a kiyum, that is contradicting the ruling of Rav Chista, of, 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 of Rav Chanina. Because what did Rav Chanina say yesterday? That if you were silent... But in your mind, you want to be made for ten days later. You could be made. It's mashma from here. Not silence results in a kiyum. It's my love is not talking about even if the show say al manas that it's even a type of silence that you're just doing to provoke or to to distress your wife. And still the result is that if you wait the 24 hours or the 10 of the day, it doesn't help. You can't do it ten days later. Kasha, there will be a refutation. Chanin is an amora, right? So when it says, no, don't make that assumption. When it says that silence results in a kiyum, that's b'shosek amanas l'kayim. That's talking about when the person had in mind to be makayim. In his mind, he had in mind, I'm going to be makayim. <clears throat> says the Gemara, that can't be what it's referring to. Because we have two, uh, two categories in, in, in the Brisa. It said, it showed that how is kiyum stronger than hafara? One says, well, first of all, shtika can result in kiyum, shtika cannot result in afara, that's number one. And second of all, if you had in mind when you did shtika to be makayim, then right away it's considered to be a kiyum, right? Now, now, our question is that the first part of the Bryce has said that if you had shtika, it'll result in a kiyum. So you see that if you had shtika to distress your wife, it still doesn't help, it's gonna, it's gonna result in a kiyum. On that we said, no, maybe that's talking about what you had in mind, a shtika, you had in mind to do kiyum. 
Whereas it can't be, because that's category number two. Category number two says that if you had in mind when you acquired to do a kiyum, what happens there? There's not even a clock. Right away, there's a kiyum. So category number one can't be what you had in mind to do a kiyum. So if it's not talking about what you had in mind to do a kiyum, what must we talk about? Where you even had in mind to do, to distress her. To create, and you see it doesn't help, it's still a clock, the statute of limitations will run out at the end of the day. So it says the Gemara like this, that would be category number two, if you had in mind to be Mekayim, which is a Kayim, and that's Mekayim even right away. Ella says the Gemara like this, we answered yesterday, remember we said there's a third category. Yes, there could be a, a, a have in mind to do a Kayim right away. Yes, there could be in mind to do, to stress your wife. And there's another one where you yourself are not sure what you want to do. So therefore, in such a case, that's where the Torah tells you what, where you're not sure yourself what you want to do, that's where you have a statute of limitations, you better make up your mind, because if it runs out, it's going to be automatic lakim. And that's the case the first part of the Bryce was referring to. Not where you had in mind to distress your wife. You had in mind to distress your wife, that could be like Rebbe Hanina. Then you could do Afara even after... Ten days. That's we still so we still staying with with his shot. So when it says Ella b'shaisek stam, so about a case where you are ambivalent yourself, you weren't sure what you want to do. All right. Now the more just as a side point, the initially the bride who started off is that chaymer that there's a, there's stringencies uh, that apply to. Uh, kiyum that don't apply to Afara, uh, but it's also the other way around. There's certain things that apply to Afara that don't apply to. Kiyum. So, Eshkechan, Chaymer, Behekka, Me Behefer. I've seen which way that Hakama could be stronger or more stringent than a Hafara. But where's the other way? You never showed me an example. But Hefer, Mehekam, Minalon. Now, the word Minalon is really not the correct way to phrase the question, the Ron says. Because Minalon usually is, where's the source for that? We're not looking for a source. We're just looking for an example of how do you see Hafara is more Chamer than what? Then Kiyum. So I'm Rabbi Yechanan. We've learned this before earlier in the Masech. We had it on a later, uh, earlier before in Samach Test. What did we learn? We learned like this. We know that in the Dorim are subject to She'elam. Right? You can go to a Chacham, you can go to a, uh, uh, a to a Beisdin, they can either find a Pesach, sometimes you can find a Charata, and you can revoke it as if it never existed. Rabbi Yochanan teaches us that when you do a Kiyum, when, a, when you do a Kiyum of the Nether, right? Means a father, since the kiyum of the nether really is, in certain ways, like reestablishing or reaffirming the nether, a kiyum itself is subject to she'ela. So if you went to a the basin, or you went to a uh, to the chacham, and you said, "Listen, I was Makayan, my daughter's uh, thing," and within twenty four hours. You're right. She can How? do it on her own. No, no, no. She can't do it on her own. She doesn't have the ability because she needs oh. uh, only you. Oh, but you, in, in a regular case, a neder guy can do it on his own. Not, but not here. But the point it's saying is that that's the stringency. You see something that is applicable only to hakama, but does, but, but uh, it's only that that, right. that it's, it's actually a weakness in hakama because hakama you cannot. Uh, uh, but uh, once you do a fara, that fara is not like recreating a neder. In fact, it's the opposite. It's dissipating the neder. You can't go to Beisdin and say, I want to take away that Farah. So in that way, you see how, you that, re-establish. Re-establish. Yeah. So you see how Farah is 
stronger than Kiyom. Kiyom can be re- revoked, whereas Afara cannot. That's one of his. Amrab Yechad and Ishal and Alahekem, Vein Ishal and Afara. Anyway, but that's just a side point. Let's go back to our original question. Do we, in fact, rule like Rabbi Hanina, or are we going to refute him? So, Mosiv Rav Kahana. So, Rav Kahana asked the following question. In order to understand this, let's take a look in the Torah or Asholim in number one. Right? It says like this. Not the king. That if the husband, the father, the husband, I'm sorry, Isha, her husband. If her husband, Hecherish, Yacherish. Now it says a double lush and silent will be silent. So right away, you see it says that it will be silent. So it's much more two types of silence. Hecherish, Yacherish, Lo, Isham, Yom, El, Yom. From day to day. The Hekim is called Nadarel. And, uh, he will then have affirmed all of it, Adarim, all of Kol Esareh, Asher Asher Aleh, all of the restrictions he put herself, Hekim, Hekim Osam, he established them, Ki Hecherish Vlah B'Yom Shamo. Again, that last clause is completely redundant. What does it say? Why is it affirmed? Because he kept quiet on the day that he heard it. That's how the, that's how the passage started. If on the day that he heard it, he'll be quiet. Right? So why does it have to repeat it again? If, why is it affirmed? Because he, because he, 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 he heard it on the day that, and he, he was quiet on the day that he heard it. So we, we're darshaning here the double, the, the multiple usages of the, in the Pasuk of the husband being silent. Everybody with me, right? So it says, Says the Brysa, the writer of Kahan is bringing this Brysa, he says that even talking about a shtika, that was the type that Rabbi Hanina was talking about, where the person kept quiet, specifically not because he wanted to affirm it, but, exact, but he actually intended what? That down the line I want to actually revoke it, I'm just being quiet because I don't want to let her know that, I want to cause her some level of distress. That's, that's, that's what the Bryce is referencing. Even that, the clock ticks, and if you wait 24 hours, or you wait until the end of the day, you have now lost the ability to revoke. Which would be a direct question of Rabbi Hanina, because he said that there is no statute of limitations if your intent was to distress her. That's the one he's asking. So Atta Omer Bashwazim does says ask pushes back the Brysa. This is the Shakutai and the Brysa. How do you know that we're talking about it? Maybe it's not talking about a silence, either the intent to distress. Maybe we're not talking about that kind of silence. So maybe we're talking about a silence where your intent is to confirm. Now the Ran throws in something very important over here. Says the Ran, and this is like he says we take the Ran's word for it. He says the Ran is sometimes on the same page that tomorrow we'll use the same expression, but they mean two completely different things. He says when it says over here that you're quiet on the on, with the intent to confirm, it cannot be that you're quiet with the intent to confirm right now. Why can't it mean that you're, entire, you're quiet with the intent to confirm right now? Because if you have, you, we learned earlier that if you're quiet with the intent to confirm right now, what's the law? Right, right, right away. So that can't be what the Pasuk's referring to. The Pasuk's talking about if you wait until the end of the day, it's confirmed. So he said what it's talking about, that the guy intended to confirm later on. I'm quiet, but I intend to confirm later on. That's what it means over here. Different than what it means before. And in such a case, that you can't say, well, I'm going to do a confirm in three days' time, because you should know. The fact is that even if you want to confirm in three days' time, at the end of the day, it's going to be. But it's not, perhaps, referring to what type of silence. A silence with a tie in turn to distress. It can't be talking about right away. But it's not referring to Rabbi Hanina's case, where the guy intended distress. Maybe that's what the silence is referring to. It's good, right. It's more as it can't be. Because uh, when the end of the 
pasuk repeats again, ki hikrish lo, it talks about a different silence. So the first part of the pasuk is talking about one type of silence. The second time, at the end of the pasuk, it mentions again, it says, ki hikrish lo, haresh shosek almanaz makayim. So that will be talking about where he says, in three days time, I'm going to be makayim. No, you've got 24 hours. So what type of silence must the first part of the pasuk be talking about? Must be talking about where you turned, uh, you intended on Distressing her, which then would be the reputation or the position of Rabbi Chanina. So, so therefore, since Almanaz Makayim Akad Madab at the end, Hamani Makayim in the beginning, Mechrish Yachrish Lo Isha, it's Beshoshik Almanaz Makayim Akad Madab, which would be a Tiyufta, which then would be a reputation from the position of Rabbi Chanina. Pushes back to the Gemara one second. Is that Lechora? Why can't we say? is like we learned yesterday. Maybe there's, because right now we've actually introduced four types of, of silence. But we had at least three yesterday. All right. What do we say? Let's say that there, there, there are two types of silence that the bride, that the boss is referring to. Even if the end of the boss is talking about where the guy says, well, in three days time on Nakayim, result is no. 24 hours. Maybe the first part of the, uh, the Pasuk is not talking about where he's doing to distress his wife and telling her, no, either way, it's 24 hours. No. Maybe talking about where he says, I am not sure what I want to do. Right? The case of Stam. And that's telling you, you're not sure what you want to do, we're going to make up the mind for you. But the Pasuk is not referencing the case of Rabbi Hanina where you tend to distress your wife and maybe the entire can go 10 days and then it would not be a reputation on the position of Rabbi Hanina. Frank the Gemara Lechaira Velukim Lukim Why can't we establish a Pasuk Habeshoizek Amanas Lekayim That one clause is teaching me where I intend to Mekayim in three days. Habeshoizek Stam And one's talking about well, I'm not sure what I want to do. Right? But, but, Shosek will make up, but neither want to talk about what you're doing it to distress your wife. Says the Gemara, no. Because we said that actually, if you look at the Pasuk carefully, there's three types of silence being referred to. There's the first Hechrish, but it says Hechrish Yacharish. Hechrish Yacharish implies itself two types of silence. And then at the end of the Pasuk, it says again, Yacharish. So therefore, since there's three types of silence, one is talking about when I've been Makayim in a few days, one is talking about when I'm not sure what I want to do, the third one has to be talking about even when I want to distress my wife, and the bottom line is the same. What's the bottom line? Comes 24 hours, and it will be done, or at the end of the day, it will be done. So therefore, cry your say, there is no, And there is no waiting then. There is no distressing. Then that, that would be a tayyuk, that's the result. At the end of this Gemara comes out, refuting the position of Rabbi Hanina. Can't do it in 10 days' time. You've got 24 hours or at the end of the day, and that's it. Now, the Gemara does something we see sometimes in Shas. We already refuted the position of Rabbi Hanina. So why do you want to call like, beat a dead horse? Why do you want to go and ask more questions on him once he's been refuted? The Ram says, because what happens if somebody comes up smart enough to figure out how to answer the first question? So it's always good to have a couple of backup refutations just in case... You don't, uh, you, you know, the first one is, is answered. So, Masiv Rava, Rava wants to bring another uh, question from a Brysa. Uh, uh, this, this, this one is actually from a Mishnah that we had before on Ayin Vav. What does the Mishnah say on Ayin Vav? It says, Remember, we're talking about on Shabbos, right? We said that the Tana of this Mishnah holds that you only have till nightfall. Uh, and, and therefore, even though that, even for Nadarim that are not particularly necessary to the Shabbos. If she made the net of five minutes before Shabbos over, it's not really affecting the Shabbos, but we allow there to be a hafara because if you're not mefer, 
then what? It's going to stay. And therefore, it's a tzorach of the neder. Even if it's not a tzorach of the Shabbos, it's a tzorach of the neder. So it says, Nadrem Chashecha, that if she made the neder five minutes before it got dark, made for law, that the husband better go ahead and be made for, even though it's Shabbos, we let him do it. before the until before it gets dark. Because if you lost the five-minute opportunity, you didn't do it in that five-minute window, what happens? The Bechashchan, it got dark. You will not be able to be mefer. Asks Rabbi Gavaldi Gakasha. Obviously, what does this guy want? He wants to be mefer. If Rabbi Hanina says that in your mind you want to be mefer, you're not bound by the statute of limitations, then why are you telling this guy, why do you have to do it on Shabbos? You, we have a good reason why you didn't do it. You kept quiet, not because you want to be Makayim. You kept quiet because you didn't want to do it on Shabbos. You want to do it multi Shabbos. And we see that, no, it's binding. So you see that even if your intent is to be Mayfair, you can't say, I can come back in 10 days and do it. No, you're still bound by the statute of limitations, which would be a Tayyufta on the position of Rabbi Hanina. Everybody with me? So Amai, it should not be any worse than a guy who says, I was only quiet because I want to discuss my wife. This guy was only quiet because he didn't want to do it on Shabbos. And we don't give him that option. We say, you have to do it. Obviously, this guy intends to be made for No, it doesn't work. If you're quiet, if you're five minutes, you've got the window. Otherwise, it's revoked. So therefore, that's a, that refutes the position of Rabbi. So Tayyufta, again, that would be another Tayyufta on the position of Rabbi Hanin. And the Gemara now adds a third one. Rav Ashi. Rav Ashi asked a Tiyufta on the position of Bichanino. Tiyufta, listen to it. The case is very interesting. What happens if this guy, alright, he fell asleep on the Ahmed days in Dafyani, okay? He didn't hear the halacha completely. So he says, I know that a woman's able to make Nadarim, but I did not know that the father or the husband are empowered to do what? Revoke. So he heard the Nadar. All right, but he did not know that he has the power to revoke. Comes out very gavali uh, gavali is that the clock only starts ticking from when you when you learn the halacha that you can revoke because the yom sham o built into on the day you heard it has to be on the day you heard and you also know that you have the ability to revoke. So that's why, that's what I mean, you've got a new clock ticking, right? So it says like this. So Mosavashi, I know that there are Nadorim. The concept of Nadorim I understand. Abalani, there, but the husband says that I did not know, that there is a halacha, the husband or the father are able to be made for. So Yafir, the halacha is, from the time that he learns the halacha, he can be made for. That's where his clock starts ticking. Are you with me? Everybody with me? Now, what happens if this guy knows the halachas of Nadorim? And he also knows that the husband or the father could be mefer. What he didn't realize was in the nuance that this particular nether that the wife made is one that he has the ability to be mefer. He didn't realize that this was an inu nefer. So this is davar shebeinu So therefore, I know the halacha. I just didn't realize that the type of nether she made is categorized as one that can be mefer. So. You have certain boxes checked. Did he hear the netter? Yes. Does he know the halacha that a husband or father can be made for? Yes. The only thing that he did not know, what nuance did he not know, that this was a type of nether that he could be. So here we have machlokas tanoyim. Alright? 
So therefore, Yodea Nisha Yesh Mefirin, I know the halacha that you can be made for. Valaini Yodea Shazen Neder. But I didn't realize not even that this is, it either was a neder or was a type of neder that the husband is able to be made for. Okay? Right, the way Rashi learns it. I didn't even realize there was a nether that she made. I didn't realize that what she made, right? The, the Ran learns, I didn't learn, I did not know that this was from the Nadarim that the husband is able to be made for. The Lushan fits a bit more like Mepharish over here. But nevertheless, so he knows the laws of Nadarim. He knows that the husband can be made for. He just didn't realize that this is categorized either as a nether or that this one that can be made for. So what is the halacha? Rameir Amr Layafir. Rameir says, that's too bad. The clock, the statute of limitations ran out because you checked two of the boxes. You know there's Nadarim and you know that Azmi Kimefer, you heard the Nadar, too bad. Chachamim Amrim, Yafir, Chachamim say no. As long as they hold that if you did not know this particular nether, you could be made for, as if you never heard it. From the day that you learn this particular nether, you could be made for, that's when the clock starts ticking. Now listen to the Gewaldige uh, Vort over here. Alright? This question, both according to Rav Meir and according to Racham. Let's go with Rav Meir first. If this is to you the refutation of Hanina. According to Rav Meir, alright, this guy heard the nether. Now, this guy wants to revoke the nether. Had he known that I could revoke it, I, he would revoke it. He wants to revoke it. Says Rav Meir, too bad. Once statute of limitation runs out, it runs out. One second. We just learned, Rav Hanina said, that if a guy's intent is really to revoke, there's no statute of limitation. So why should there be a statute of limitation on this guy? This guy really wants to revoke a ne- the, the nether. He doesn't he want this nether. He didn't know that he was allowed to. But yeah, but in his mind, he doesn't want this nether. If it's binding, he doesn't want it. Therefore, there should be no statute of limitation. And what we see, there is a statute of limitation. And it runs out. So therefore, from Rav Meir, clearly it's a teyufta on Rabbi Chanina. But even the Chachamim, because the only reason the Chachamim disagree with Rav Meir, they say that you can't start the clock ticking, because in order to know that there's a nether, you also have to know that this is the kind of nether you could revoke. But since the guy did not know that this is the kind of nether you could revoke, therefore there's no sta- it doesn't start ticking. But Lemaise, though, the bottom line is that, well, that's only a, that's only a, 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 a prat in why it, it, it doesn't run out. But they would agree, though, that if this would be from the category of things that the clock would run out, it would run out. Why would it run out? This guy really wants to revoke. So you see that your intent to revoke doesn't extend the amount of time you're allowed to revoke. And this, again, would be a teyukta on the position of Rabbi Hanina. So what it says like this, Famai, why should the statute of limitation uh, run out over here? La havoc, the shows of the maker. Should be no worse than the guy who wants to revoke and just wants to distress his wife. What do you see? There is no such thing. To Yufta, we have three reputations on the position of a Hanina, and the is that if you're quiet, even if you intend to revoke, you still are subject to the laws of the statute of limitations. Hadran Allah, Naram Rasa, Naram Rasa, Hadran Allah, Naram Rasa. Now we're beginning the Ezra Shem Yisbarach, the 11th Perak of Masechus Nadarim, that the Gemara is now going to, the mission is going to discuss what type of Nadarim are subject to revocation by the father and the husband. There is a big machlokas between the Rambam and all the other Rishonim, and it's actually difficult from Al Gamora according to the Rambam, but the Rambam learns 
that this law, that only certain types of nadorim are subject to revocation, is only limited to the uh, to the husband. But the father is not limited by the type of nadorim. He can make all nadorim. That's the Ramam Shita. Otherish, no other Rishon seems to agree with him. And clearly from the Sifri, which we're going to quote over here, it's clear not like the, the Ramam is not ruling like that Sifri. And it's difficult how the Ramam ruled what he ruled. But let's go. We're going to deal with at least one type of nether. We're going to see there's another one as well that is subject to the laws of Hafara of the husband or the father. The Elu nadorim, Zatayla Commissioner, these are nadorim, Shahu Mefer, that a husband or a Father is able to be made for. If it's a type of neder that causes affliction, it literally means affliction to her soul, that it causes the woman affliction. So a neder that causes the woman affliction, that is a category of neder that the husband is able to be made for. And what's examples of that? Whether I will bathe, whether I won't bathe, these are types of nadarim uh, uh, that cause affliction. The Quran will discuss exactly how is this couched in the term of a nether that would cause the woman affliction. We'll discuss it in the Gemara. Right. Now, if I'll, I'll, I'll put on makeup or I will not put on makeup. Now, the Ron says over here that the type of makeup we're talking about over here is cosmetics, facial cosmetics, things of like that. We're not talking about personal grooming. Because personal grooming, that, that actually falls oh, not only on the, that's Varm Shabayn Olaveyna, and that would be a separate category the husband's able to be made for. So when we're talking about cosmetics over here, it means external facial type of things, putting on makeup, putting on rouge, things of I'm that nature. Right. That, okay, we'll discuss that. That's a good point. That could be, we'll see in a moment. We'll get to the, we'll see tomorrow actually. Now, I'm a Rabiosi. Rabiosi says, ain't a lineage in these do not fall under the category of inner nefesh. We'll learn tomorrow why not. But you want to have an example of what's inner nefesh that's considered to be an affliction to the woman that she is able to be made for. If she said that I am prohibiting for myself the produce of the world. I'm going to, certain produce of the world, I am prohibiting upon myself. So therefore, women, you're never going to be able to eat that particular type of produce. Uh, he is able to be made for. Now, the gears of our Gemara, we're going to circle back, to, uh, the, uh, the gears of our Mishnah, we'll circle back to it because the Ron disagrees with our gears. Peris Medina Zoo. Like, let's say she's living in, 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 in California. So she says, I am not going to eat California oranges. All right? Not a problem, because he can bring her Florida oranges. Not a big deal, right? That's, so that's not considered to be inui nefesh that you're able to be made for. All right? That's the girsa of our... Now, she's living in California. Now, we'll see the rod in a moment that does not learn like this. We'll get now. Paris and Bunny's ally. Let's say Cambridge Farms. I am a... The produce of Cambridge Farms, I am not going to... Uh, I make, I'm not going to eat, alright? So now, again, not a problem, because you don't have to, you go to Ralph's, alright, to get your uh, produce, so that's not considered to be an internet fish. Now, in let's say the only one is willing to give you on credit, is Cambridge Farms, made that example. But the only one who's willing to give you on credit is Cambridge Farms, okay? Then the problem is that what happens if you need to buy on credit? Then it comes out, you can't go to Ralph's and get on credit. No one else. So therefore, in such a case, it's only from 
from the one place where she made the nether, so Hareza Yoffer says, Rabbi Yossi, Rabbi Yossi, you're able to be made for, because that's an example of inner nefesh, right? So let's go again. So it says, if you just said Cambridge Farms, you could just go get Ralphs or whatever, that's not considered inner nefesh. But if the, 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 you're a person that sometimes needs to buy on credit, and there is a potential that you will not be able to get it from Cambridge Farms and, and, that, and all that stuff, then you're building it. So says the Ron, therefore the case before, when it says from this state of California, you can say, he's not talking about where she's living in the state of California. Because if she's living in the state of California, how could that be uh, worse than the case of Cambridge Farms? Even if in, the, in, the, in the same city, if there's one thing and you're afraid you might not be able to get from another place, that's considered even evidence. So if you ask that the whole states are just, then what, maybe you're not going to be able to get it from Florida. So he says, therefore, it cannot be talking about where you're living in California. It means they're living in Ohio. And in Ohio, she says, I'm not going to eat California oranges. Not a problem. Because they're just the same amount of equal to be able to get California oranges than there is to get Floridian oranges. Then it's not a problem. But if you're living in California, and she said, I'm not going to eat California oranges, that for sure is an internet fish. Because who says you're going to be able to... Get, 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 get. So therefore, that can't be worse than the case of, of the Chedvani. Therefore, the Rams Girsa in the earlier Gemara, he takes out the word Peres uh, Medina Zoo. He just Peres Medina. He doesn't have the Girsa Zoo. Peres of one country, you're allowed to because you can't Peres of another country. But you can't be living in that country because that would be considered Inu Nefesh. Let's go back to it. Now, the Gemara wants to know, the way the Mishnah starts, what's an example of the Nadarim that the husband can be made for? And it gives examples of Inu Nefesh. However, the Gemara wants to know is that there, are, there is another category that a husband can be made for. What's the other category? Things that the type of Nadar that impact on the intimacy or the relationship between the husband, even if it's not an Inu Nefesh to her. But, but, so why is it only focusing on Inu Nefesh and not focusing on... Nadarim that are no levena. That's the worst question. So nidre ilu nefesh who the mayfer. That's the only kinds of nadarim can be mayfer. But she ain't any nefesh. It doesn't have any nefesh. Ain't a mayfer. I v'hatanya. We learned in a brisa. This is the sifri. This is I think this is what this kasha on the on the Rambam is. So bein ishli ishto bein av levito. It says that nedarim that are between a husband and a wife, or between a father and his daughter. Right? Melamet shabal mayfer nadarim shabein levena. That what do I mean bein ishli ishto? There's certain nadarim that even if it's not an inner nefesh, but it affects the it affects the relationship between the a father and the... Uh, I mean, I'm sorry, the husband and wife. I, 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 I'm trying to find out, because I don't... The way it's written, it's only is a category for husband and wife. Because things of intimate that affect the intimacy. Obviously, it does not affect necessarily the father and the daughter. So one says like this. But anyway, so the Chorah... So why is the Mishnah only giving examples... Of Inu Nefesh, but not giving examples of Varim Shabeno Leveno. So, answers the Gemara like this. This is going to be the, the, the original answer. We're going to slug it up a little bit, and then we're going to circle back and, and give a, a reframed answer. What is the Gemara going to say? The Gemara is going to say maybe the reason is as follows. Very interesting, Terence. The Gemara is going to say is that maybe there's a difference between Inu Nefesh and Varim Shabeno Leveno. By a case of Inu Nefesh, the Torah is giving you the right because she's causing affliction to herself. Now, what happens if you, she makes a nether that I'm not going to eat oranges, right? You have a right to go ahead. And, now, what happens if you turn around and divorce her, right? Does the hafara remain in place? So it says, yes, because the purpose of that hafara is for her self-protection. So the fact that you're not married to her, that nether is still negated because the hafara remains in place. 
But if it's the purpose of the hafara is to allow you and her to be intimate. So if you turn around and divorce her, so the Gemara at this point assumes you lose the hafara. The hafara is removed because the only purpose of the hafara was to allow for the intimacy between the husband and wife. Since you turned around and divorced her, what happens? The nether kicks back in. Right? So that's the more assuming. That's going to be the distinction between now. How does that mean? What the way to read the Mishnah was, where is there a neder? Hey, what, what type of nedarim? When you do hafara, it's a hafara forever. Well, hafara forever can only work on what type of nedarim? On inevitable. Because if it's varim shabayin all the way now, it doesn't work forever. Why doesn't it work forever? Because as soon as you divorce her, the hafara goes away and what happens? The nether kicks back in. That's the more assumes. That would now explain why it only refers to inner nether. It does not refer to Barnes Ben Elvina. Are you clear? Yeah. Alright. So let's change side. So Gemara says like this. So says the Gemara. Says the Gemara like this. I'll tell you why. Is, um, uh, one second. Um, so, so, the, the, so the, the, that, the question was, why is it on the Indian Nefesh? What are talking about? Why doesn't it write? So the one says, Amri, the Bnei Shiva answered as follows. Halloween, Bahal, and Mefer. You're right. Both categories, whether it's Indian Nefesh, or whether it's the Bnei Shiva, or Levina, you could be Mefer, but there's a difference. Meanwhile, however, Indian Nefesh, Mefer, Laolam. Inu Nefesh is something that when the Hafar is done, it's done forever. Even if you divorce them. Where, about Ain, Bahan, Inu Nefesh, but if it's not an Inu Nefesh, situation, which otherwise could, uh, it will, uh, right, whether it be, then only could the Isa to Chuse, when she's still married to him, will the Afora be binding, have the Afora. But but when he divorces her, nidro, then the neder will be chal, will be chal. Correct, there's some kind of lump just like that, right. So therefore, and it's bedvarim shabena levena. So that's only with bedvarim shabena levena. Shein by an inu nefesh, shein by an inu nefesh. Avliyesh by an inu nefesh. Lo chayla le nidra. That these three lines are just redundant. But this basically saying is that's the difference between bedvarim shabena levena. The difference in bedvarim shabena levena is only while they're married. But inu nefesh is, and therefore the way to read the Mishnah, the Mishnah is looking for where is the hafara, a permanent hafara. There's only one category which is a permanent hafara, which is that inu nefesh. Now, Mar is going to question that distinction. Are you telling me varam she'ain b'hen inu nefesh? If it's not inu nefesh, it's varam she'ain olavina. Are you telling me as soon as they get divorced, what happens? It goes away. It goes away. Well, actually, no, we, it, it exists. No, no, the afara, the goes away, and the neder kicks back in. Is that true? So kima garish lo chaylo and he divorces, it comes back. Lechayra says the more like this: Is we had a machlokus earlier in the masechta on pehe. We had a machlokas like this. Very interesting. What's that? Oh, sorry. Daf Pehe. We had a machlokas. That that that. Uh, 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 we actually haven't, haven't done it yet. It's later on. Yeah, not, not earlier. Pehe later on. Five months later. Yeah. Yeah. Right. 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 We, we actually did have it before, but it's it's, it's actually a mishnah later on. What does it say in the mishnah later on? It says like this. What happens if a woman says, "I make a neder that you cannot eat my mice, you're dying." Right. So Chachamim Shita is. 
You don't even have to be made for that neder. Why? Because no, no, no. Because he, he has. You it's can't. Right. Right. It's his right. You can't. So there, that's right. So she can't make a neder to take away something right. that is his right. That that that's that, that's what uh, the Chachamim said. Comes along of Yochav and Nuri to the Gaval de Gazach. He says one second. He says you have to be made for it. You know why you have to be made for it? Because what if he turns around and divorces her? If he turns around and divorces her, that Maiseyadayim is no longer his right. his right. And then the nether would kick in. And then the nether would kick in. And then he wouldn't be able to remarry her because then it's going to be a, 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 a prevent. You can't be married if you can't cook or feed, feed him. So therefore be made for it now so it won't kick in after they get divorced. But what do you see? You see that exists even post-divorce. Because if you're telling me once you get divorced, that doesn't kick in, then the Chorah, so how does it help to do it now? But you see from the Yochan and no, do that Chorah now. When is that Chorah going to work? For after she gets the, you see how far it works for even after divorce. That's the more special. So how can you say that Punch may not they know how far is only when they're married, when they're divorced it doesn't work. So says the Gmar of Hatsan, we learned in the Mishnah, Rab Yechan bin Nuri, Aimer, Yapa, you better be made for that nether. Why? Shema Yikarshena, because what if you she divorces maybe she'll but they asura and then you won't be able to remarry her. And you won't be able to remarry her because that nether will be binding and then it's Barn Shabain and you won't be able to marry her. So Mara says, what do we see? Alma we see. Kimagarish law, that, if, uh, that when you d- divorce her, the Omevalamikara, and you originally did the Afara, that Afara remains in place even after what? Divorce. After divorce. So they have Afara. Okay. So Mara now just tweaks it to be able to get the answer. Mara says, you're right. That there still is a difference between Tvarn Shabbat and Alevena and uh, Inner Nefesh. Not the difference we thought. You're right. When you're made for, it doesn't matter. Whether it's Inner Nefesh, whether it is Tvarn Shabbat and Alevena, if you divorce, so that far is still in place. Why? So Inner Nefesh, because the Torah wants you to protect from afflicting yourself, so it makes no difference, even after divorce. And even Hafara that you did for Bain Alevena was in place if all you did was divorce her. Why? Because you still potentially are able to remarry. But what if she goes and marries a second guy? Now what happens when she marries a second fellow? In that case, Hafara doesn't work. The Afara only works even post-marriage as long as you can remarry her. But once you went and she went to marry someone else, so then that Afara will not help for the second guy. That Afara falls away, the nether kicks back in. So the answer is still a similar answer. We only want to have cases of Afara that is forever. The only case of Afara is forever is Inu Nefesh. If it's Deino Leveina, it's not forever. It does continue after divorce, but it stops if what? If she marries another guy. That's why it's not exa- given examples of it. Let's see in the Mishnah. But Amri, Halin, Bahalin, Havafara, you're right. In both cases, there's Havafara, and Havafara even works after divorce. But the difference is like this. Ela Nidra, Inu Nefesh, Mefer, Bein La'atma, Bein La'cherem. The Havafara of Nidra, Inu Nefesh, works both for you and for the second husband. You did Havafara for Inu Nefesh, she's allowed to eat oranges. Even when she marries the second guy, she's allowed to continue to eat oranges. But aimed by an inner nefesh, but if it's not inner nefesh, it's only beinola veina, so then it only is effective as long as what? Potentially, 
you could remarry her, but if she marries a second guy, that how far it doesn't help with the second guy, and then the nedra would kick in. So what it says like this: but only helps for you. And that's the Mishnah was saying. We want examples of nedarim that work permanently, whether it's for you, whether it's for she divorced and married somebody else. The afara would stay in place. So therefore, nedarim she by That's only true by nedarim she by It's not. True by Nadarim, Shabain Olivain Atmo, which is why it's not given examples of in the Mishnah. Very good. Yeah. Yeah.